0: Welcome to Shared Insights, the podcast from BA Insight. My name is Pete Wright, and I am joined today by Jeffrey. Jeff, how
1: are you? I'm doing really well, Pete. It's a beautiful day outside, and uh, I love the crispness of fall.
0: I, I don't know about you. We are on opposite sides of the country, but here it is this blissful, brief break, uh, where the light is perfectly golden, and right as you get used to it, the muck sets in, and it's just disgusting for about six months. So we're really celebrating here.
1: That's good. Well, you sounds very alliterative.
0: It inspires my Walt Whitman. <laughs> it definitely does. Very yeah. nice. Uh, you know, over the past few episodes, we've been discussing search in the life sciences, particularly the challenges faced by pharmaceutical organizations as they adapt through reg- regulation and mergers and acquisitions and heavy research and development, clinical trials, all the forces that that these elements put on data requirements in these organizations as a result. This week we're back. We're going to talk about more cases in which life sciences companies uh, explored search investment and the impact on their work. Where would you like to start today?
1: I'd like to Start with a case that started with overall employee productivity. You know, we've, we, we talked previously about specific applications in life sciences and in pharmaceuticals across the value chain, R&D, clinical trial management, manufacturing, sales and service. Those are, I'll say, vertically specific. But we also have a number of customers that have started with the generic productivity argument One in particular has recently gone back and looked at the effect of their new search. You know, it's not that common that we have real hard measurements of adoption and effectiveness of a program like this. And that's uh, what's got me excited.
0: Well, in, in particular, the, the leading question that I have here, given the the thread that we've been pulling at over the last two weeks, is how does a general approach to productivity uh, lead to uh, specific insights around the science and the research and development and the marketing sales, specifically in life sciences? So I, I hope we'll land there at some point, too.
1: Yes, um, and... Uh, I have a, another case to talk through that is exactly focused on sort of scientific search first. When you have a lot of potential applications, I usually try to help guide our customers through a sort of scatter chart view of which applications do you pick first? Do you do things that are very specific? Do you think do things that are general? And often that's situational. It depends upon what groups have an immediate need in the case I'm about to talk about, they started with a refresh of what I call general enterprise search on their intranet, but as a you know, specific search center that included verticals for news, support, people, online communities, intranet websites, collaborative sites, webcasts, and their, all of their general product inventory tools starting with the general purpose search touches the most people it's often the the hardest project to pull off because you have so many stakeholders and it's the hardest to make into a really you know excellent search experience because you have so many different information goals but these guys did a I'll say a careful look at a search upgrade from a a previous generation that had been just a ton of unhappy users and started with a strategy which is always a good thing to do right and so that define a future state here's what we want things to look like they spent really about 6 months doing investigation what's analysis to have a business case and a chartered cross functional team if you have something that is a general enterprise search project like this, there's so many different stakeholders that you definitely want people, in this case, from R&D, as well as manufacturing, as well as sales, as well as compliance, as well as HR and corporate communications.
0: It's an interesting question that comes up, though, just as, as, as you're talking here. When you bring in, when you're trying to accomplish something that's so general and you bring in so many different people, aren't there, at, at what point do their, uh, do the divergence of interests and, and desired results get in the way of implementation uh, at all? Did they see any of this?
1: Yes. This is sort of a classic pattern was very little disagreement about the kind of features and capabilities that they needed in their overall solution. You need things that give you deep insight in in terms of the metadata associated with contents because the folks that are doing deeper research do that based off of metadata. You needed to have refinement that was fairly deep and allowed for the hierarchical metadata they had, uh, what they call info panels that provide sort of an intention-based view. Here's what people are trying to do in an initiative, as well as things like uh, access to webcasts and on-screen help. So those are examples of things that everybody could agree on. The things that are often hard to agree on are what I'll I'd call battle for real estate, that uh, the corporate communication folks want to be sure that company news is front and center. The folks that are focused on collaboration and improving collaboration as a way to get more efficient research or more you know better operations want online communities and those search across those communities to work well and that diversity makes it hard in this case they did a approach which was to have different result verticals and this is something in sharepoint search that is very easy to implement just by having different tabs horizontally across these results and it's worked quite well pick a tab that has a stakeholder who can really control how they want things to look the users can easily go across and see what's there then there's a technique that we've been able to add which shows you how many hits there are in each of them so that it's sort of like a meta search result rather than taking somebody to a, i'll call it an everything tab where you get all of the contents of all types together in one big set you can Start with the focus, or the scope is another word for it, the scope that matches your role and what you're trying to do. But you can also see that, you know, sort of a, a sense of how many results there are in all of the tabs at the same time. I really like that technique for this kind of broad Brush project,
0: right? It sounds like you're you're starting to meet a broader set of needs with a a limited uh, sort of set of tools.
1: Yeah, it's it still gives you one place to go, so that everyone goes to the search center, which they branded as My Search. But it doesn't make it it's so generic that you can't do a good job with relevance. And in each of those tabs, of course, there's refinement, sort of the workspace elements that comes from. BA insights products uh visual refiners on the drill down side and our smart previews have a workspace within it they also did a really nice job with on-screen help and feedback people often forget that well they often assume that users need no training and no help because search is such a familiar thing it turns out that if you give people an easy way to provide feedback That's a great way to get what you need to tune the system. And if you provide some level of on-screen help, it gets people unstuck. You know, often people don't use refiners because they don't truly understand them, no matter how much we may say that everyone knows how to use Amazon. It's funny to me how often it takes people some prompting to actually start drilling in and out based upon this metadata.
0: Everybody at some point or another is going to need a Clippy. As much as we deride him. Yes,
1: and whether it's generational or not is, a, is another topic that I'll say right, for another, right. no, another day. <laughs> the, the basic viewpoint was they started by saying, we've got needs all over the place for search, but we're going to take a enterprise-wide view first. In the course of that, we'll onboard enough data that we can get at some specialized applications as well. They took almost nine months in preparation, in getting the goals, the business case, and the cross-functional team established, and only about seven months from start to go live that included an eight-week pilot. So more time in preparation than an implementation. This is an organization that has something like 120,000 employees. So at that scale, that's particularly important.
0: I feel like the tone of your voice is underselling that accomplishment. It feels like all the examples we've talked about in recent weeks have been uh, an order of magnitude longer than that. That seems fairly stunning.
1: It is, I think that the preparation paid off. Spending time, getting a strategy, a goals and a team together made it so that they could both implement quickly and i think even more importantly roll out and do the change management to adapt a new system quickly
0: do you have any statistics relevant to to not just speed of rollout but but uh, rate of of uh, adoption uh, by end users in such a large organization how well did it
1: go over this has gone over quite well certainly with some adaptation in in the midst of things but They tracked ratings from users, started with a benchmark of their previous generation of search, which was, I think, really important because on the previous generation, they had 9% of users rating things as very poor, 20% as poor, 52% as average, and there were 0% that rated the new system as very poor and only 1% that rated it as poor, whereas you know thirty two percent said it was very good, and fifty two percent said it was good. As a result, they had greater adoption. They had two hundred thousand additional they essentially went from one point eight million searches a year to two million searches a year. And from under fifty percent of people finding something to a find rate of finding what you were looking for, uh, of seventy percent and growing.
0: It seems like you know we 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 could be okay with just that, uh, right? This is a this seems like a, a significant accomplishment and and something to celebrate. But in this particular domain, you know, we're talking about success and in in search in the life sciences. What does this success allow them to do next?
1: This is a I'll say a pure productivity play first and foremost. They estimate they saved. Roughly 25,000 hours of people's time per year.
0: Yeah, that's significant enough.
1: That's a good concrete number. That's something like 12.8 FTE years per year. So in a big organization, that's not a ginormous number. We talked about the duplication, reducing duplication of research effort in the last case study. But it's plenty of well-documented savings that certainly provided great ROI in this project without having looked at whether people were more effective in the time that they spent. This certainly also has helped people in better collaboration as well as the net output. But the easiest thing to measure and track were find rates, adoption of how often people were using Search for example, multiple times a day. That doubled from sixteen percent to thirty-two percent. If search works, people use it more.
0: That does in fact apply across the organization. I mean, if you have scientists and administrators all using the same tool, to f- and they are able to find what they need, uh, well, that's a that's a significant win.
1: Great. So, and I call this a you know a virtuous cycle that it, it sort of reinforces itself. There are two other things that this rollout project I think did right. We've already talked about having stakeholders, having their plans together and how that helped roll out because then you have people who are, if you will, mavens in each part of the organization who can communicate in the lingo of that department, why this matters, why you should, why you should use it, why you should, uh, you know, if there's early problems, you know, try again, that kind of thing. So that, that was definitely something done right. A second thing which is very rewarding to me because I preach it a lot, and seeing it in action is is very satisfying, is just improving content stewardship along with looking at the technology and the platform and the rollout. The number one thing you can do to improve relevancy in search is to attend to your content. The use of analytics to see what people are looking for is a really good tool uh, in B Insights portfolio, that's our smart analytics tool. When you see that people are looking for something, these guys actually go out and they make the content that people are looking for. They make sure it's there. They also have people who are recognized for content stewardship, making sure that what they have is good quality, that they get rid of old garbage when there's a new version out, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the second thing that was done really well and contributed to the success. The third thing was pure performance, by which I mean latency. This is a, a global company, and they had been working with a previous search system that had a 21-second response time. 21 seconds. 21 seconds. It's a long time. Yeah. I've, I've seen that many, many times. That's bad. It's just, sadly, it's it's not unheard of. And you may not realize how long that is if you're in IT and you're measuring at the servers themselves. If instead you look at what the response time is from different places in the globe, you'll often get a different picture. Time is spent in rendering the UI, time is spent going across the wire. And even in the current system, they have, for example, they're averaging 2.6 seconds from the U.S., but 7.7 seconds from China. So there's a big diversity when you look at it from the user's standpoint in that response time. The actual search system is subsecond. The user experience and measuring things from the user experience and looking at it from different places in the globe uh, was really valuable. And by focusing on reducing that time, they had some really big wins. The the quicker search is, the more people will use it and the more patience they have for drilling in, drilling out that kind of stuff
0: the less excuses the IT folks need to make too I, I you know one of my experiences is uh, in in working on this sort of a project is the IT folks when you when asked you know why is it so slow from my desktop at this remote office the the they there's um, they, sort of an apologist nature it says well you have to understand what's going on in the background well you improve this performance you don't have to be an apologist for the system anymore
1: exactly and they they were able to save in their keyword tuning by a about a factor of 10. I mean, in every ser- search system, there is what I call the organic element of gardening, which is combination of content stewardship, which they, as I mentioned, increased as well as, you know, keyword tuning. When somebody asks for Neosporin, for example, or do, what do you put in as, as synonyms? How do you you know tune the linguistics on that? And, they're able to reduce that significantly.
0: When you talk about, I mean, you, you mentioned content stewardship. You say this is a company that is, you know, uh, over 100,000 employees. W- what is the, the kind of resource, like human resource requirement to, to do the sort of content stewardship and to manage the system uh, in this sort of best practice scenario?
1: You know, that's a, a very good question. I don't know in this particular case, but in some of the customers I've worked with, that have done this very well they've done it by having mavens and having a dozen to two dozen people have content stewardship responsibility that take it seriously not as a full-time job but as part of their job and building it into their culture so that being a, a steward of that kind of knowledge both makes you more visible within the company and helps you from a career standpoint and so I, I don't know, in particular, whether how many people are involved in content stewardship at the case we're talking about. But in general, it's not everybody, but it's not one or two people. It's people in the business that maybe a dozen or two dozen.
0: Still, at a, at the you know, given the percentage of of folks with that both accountability and authority to act within the data, as a portion of the entire sort of employee base, that seems really um, doable.
1: It yeah. definitely is doable, and I've seen that. Work time and time again. It is just a mindset because it's not doesn't fit as well the project mindset that IT has or the IT control mindset that IT has. This is something that that happens forever. You're never done. You're just always maintaining it. And the actual content stewardship is not very technical. It's more a matter of somebody having an instinct for what people are looking for and and knowing. They're part of the business enough to watch out for things like obsolete content or new topics that need content or um, or some level of curation. The way I'd summarize this, this is an organization that took on probably the hardest problem, the, the enterprise-wide search, and did it in a very smart fashion with very good results. The way they approached it was pretty holistic and took their time Setting up the business case and the team and that paid off in their rollout and by Looking at beyond just the technical elements of search they were able to do better content curation and really reduce their overall maintenance effort because they didn't have to be Tuning keywords all the time the measurements you know a year later are really really effective so for those folks whether you're in health sciences or not that are looking at at this kind of approach there's a lot of good lessons from it of how you set it up and also how you measure it
0: that that whole lesson around the the patients uh that may at first feel not agile enough uh it ends up paying off in spades in implementation that is a huge lesson for me this conversation thanks for that Chad. Next week, we continue our story of search in the life sciences industry with a case of an R&D organization using scientific search to improve their results. Until then, thank you all so much for downloading and listening to this episode. Don't forget, you can subscribe to this show for free wherever finer podcasts are served or right at home on Bainsight.com. On behalf of Jeff Reed, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next time right here on Shared Insights, the podcast from BA Insight.